Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello and welcome to this special episode of TV Black Box because I'm talking about one of my new favourite things. Many of you would have heard me talk about After the Verdict and I've got the creators, not just the creators, the writers, the executive producers. I think they also fetch the coffees. It's Ellie Beaumont, <laughs> Andrew Prophet. Hello, welcome to TV Black Box, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Oh, look, it's a real pleasure. I've got to be honest, I'm not... Uh, an advocate, not an advocate, that's the wrong word. I'm not passionate about Australian dramas usually, but something about After the Verdict has really connected with me. And I think this is one of the best Aussie dramas that's been around in, in years, seriously. And congratulations to you both on that. Thank you so much. That's great to hear. What did you like about it? <laughs> uh, well, I like the fact that it's a little bit unpredictable. It's very real. Uh, uh, literally, I was just watching a bit of episode two before I came in to do our chat. And even the line about the um, the fire batteries when the daughter quotes the mum and says, you said, I'd, I'd rather die than put up with that noise <laughs> from the fire alarm. And we've all been there. And yes. I think it's really hard for writers to tap into real conversations and I think you both have done that with this show right well, thank you well I, I think that is actually something Ellie has said to her own children yes no it, <laughs> it helps when you're an incompetent mother and you're writing an incompetent mother because um it all just flutters really it's method writing <laughs> and I'm the I'm the potential murderer out of the two of us so that's been that <laughs> Well, write what you know. Um, <laughs> alleged, <laughs> alleged, alleged. Of course. From my lawyer, alleged killer. <laughs> hey, um, you know, production and, and drama in this country, it's very, very difficult. So, Ellie, how hard is it to get any drama up in this country? Yeah, look, yeah, you're right. It is a challenge. Um and we certainly feel very fortunate that this show happened um, with the support of Nine and, of course, Screen Australia and Create New South Wales or New, I say Film New South Screen, Screen, New, South Screen New South Wales and E1, of course, our distributor. But, yes, of course it is hard. I mean, we've got a you know, limited number of domestic broadcasters and then, of course, you've got to raise the international finance mm. um, and prove that you've got some kind of global appeal um, is the formula. Uh, and it, it it's challenging um, for, for anyone. True, you obviously have form with house husbands, um, so you had that connection with nine. Does that make the process easier? 
Oh, definitely. I think when you've worked with the, you know, those people before and you're, you kind of have a, a shorthand and you understand each other um, better because you've got that history. Uh, but we're just really grateful that Nine have, you know, invested in a, a small indie local independent production company, um, especially, you know, in this current climate. It's, so we're just really grateful that they got behind us as a company. Absolutely. And that is your new production company that you guys have started and it's Subtext Pictures and that's a brave thing to go out and do your own production company, especially when we've just gone through COVID. The industry hasn't been as active. Uh, are you mad or brilliant? Oh, both. Um, <laughs> uh, it depends just... when you are. When COVID hit, we probably would have said mad. But then we've got a commission, so that makes us brilliant, I guess. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> I guess we've been really lucky with the people we work with. We have someone in the company called Rebecca Greensill who pretty much saves our life on a daily basis. Um, right. She's a director herself. She's a writer. She associate produced this. She can do virtually anything. So we've just kind of learnt that if you attach yourself to really talented people and keep working with them, you can get away with murder. Um, so that's so far worked. Um, and I guess, yeah, it's, you know, having that kind of creative control and integrity is important to us and also being able to have straight open conversations with the people who are commissioning you is incredibly useful, even just on a purely commercial level. Um, you can mm. hear very, very quickly, we don't want that. Mm. Um, we're not making that. We're not looking for that. And that happens on the deal side internationally as well and you've got to have a thick skin for that is what people tell us but it's like well it's actually easier to hear that earlier in the process than when you've written your spec script and plotted you know 40 episodes and found out well mm -hmm. actually nobody in the world wants this or there's already one that exists or you know so the amount we, of time you save makes it worthwhile. Yeah, it really does. That's a succinct way of putting it. But um, yeah, it's actually it's it's actually fun. We love all that side, and um, we've been fortunate to work, work with Greg Sitch as well um, as an EP, and he has been incredibly generous in what he's taught us about deals and and how to get get your shows out there and looked at by people um so yeah so far we've, we've had we've had a lot of fun yeah and, and we've been really lucky too with the funding body screen australia have been really supportive from the very beginning yeah. with us and rebecca um green they've you know we've got enterprise people to bring her into the company at an early stage which was invaluable and you know we've done two shows now in sydney so screen new south wales have been with us, they're actually with us from the very beginning of development of After the Verdict. So yes. we feel quite supported in that sense. So yeah, when I feel too crazy. I remember many years ago having a conversation with Michael Healy and his sense of pride about House Husbands. Like he was genuinely very, very proud of commissioning that show and what that show had achieved. And obviously, you guys having been involved in that show uh, gives you good credit with someone with such high power. So when you come and say, we want to do this kind of show, and what I love about it, it's not a typical Aussie show. And there are a lot of Aussie good great Aussie dramas out there, you know, but mm -hmm. I love the quirkiness of this one. Obviously, the setup is that uh, we've got our jurors, they've um, found someone not guilty, and then they question whether they have made the right decision. But what I love is that their storyline doesn't take me where I expected it to go. 
So <laughs> as things start to play out, even the lady accused comes across very different than what you expect as a viewer and, and the path it goes down. And then the twists and turns where you start to, you start to think one thing and then you're rethinking what you just thought 10 minutes ago. That's really clever writing that you don't see a lot of. Well, that's great to hear. Look, I think if you can't surprise with your writing, you can't engage your audience. Um, yep. You know, I, 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 that's fairly obvious, but people do sometimes forget it. And, indeed, sometimes you get criticised. I've literally sat in meetings, not on this show, thank goodness, where people have said, oh, and this scene, I didn't see that coming. And that's directed as a sort of criticism. And you think, <laughs> and you think well, shit, that's good. Um, so, <laughs> no, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think, yeah, no, but honestly, sometimes people do say that. So absolutely, you will sit in a plot room and it's what we try to do every day. It's um, what's the obvious thing that would happen here and then let's subvert it and let's mm. come up with, and you can't obviously do something with a character they would never do. You have to follow some kind of internal logic and reality and emotional truth, but you've got to then take that and go, well, in real life people still do surprise you there funnier than you think or they're more mm. dangerous or sillier or whatever and so the challenge as a writer is is to find those moments and make sure that your audience is surprised and that you are not underestimating them that they will go with you um and and kind of come along for the ride oh it's very loud <laughs> lots going on at, uh, uh, at your production <laughs> um drew yes oh sorry i'll wait We'll let, we'll let Ellie shut the windows. Sorry. Um, Drew, once you've written it, and it, sorry, Drew, is it true that, uh, sorry, I'm going to pick up myself now. <laughs> casting, is, <laughs> casting is such an important part. Not only do you have to get the storylines right and the, the writing right, casting is very important. And you had Magda Sabansky, uh, you, you were thinking of her when you were writing her role, weren't you? Yes, absolutely. Um, and like as Magda herself said, she said the part is a sixty-year-old lesbian butcher. Um, so if she <laughs> if she didn't get the part, she would have done something wrong. Um, so we definitely had her in mind. Absolutely. I mean, I've been a fan of her since you know I was growing up, and I've always been I've always just admired her as a performer. And it was actually no surprise. I always knew that she'd be great at drama because uh, even in her characters, I think one of the reasons why they she has struck such a chord with the Australian public is there is such a humanity to all the characters that she plays and especially mm. Sharon. And yeah. there's that sadness and melancholy in her. And there's so many levels to all those characters she's created over the years that mm. it just felt like it felt crazy to me that this hasn't happened sooner, that she wasn't in a drama. And when, when mm. we just this we came up with this character and we're like, this has to be Magda. I mean, we called the character Margie, so that's a bit of a clue that we might have had her in mind. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't subtle. So it wasn't yeah. subtle, but it was an absolute, like when she agreed to do it, it was a very, very exciting day. So the, yeah. the, the younger me was very excited because I've been a fan of her since forever. Yeah. Well, Drew, that's something that happens in this industry. You find yourself working with people that, you've you've seen on television or in the media for many many years and suddenly you're working with them and you're an equal or you're their boss and it's such a strange um turnaround in your own head i've had situations where i've been talking to people going i can't believe i'm telling you what to do you know um yeah. so how, how do you find that when that happens to you 
I would never tell Magda what to do. Um, <laughs> That's the difference between you and me, Joe. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing. Um, look, it is, it, it is, it can be intimidating, uh, but when it's someone like Magda who's just such a warm person, like she never plays that. No. power trip on you although she absolutely yeah. would and actors with way less standing than her have certainly tried um, always always, <laughs> the, one, always the ones who aren't the stars yeah. it's always the bit players that are the biggest problem it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah i think i just i just try and enjoy it as much as you can but there are moments where you do pinch yourself and you go i'm actually having a conversation with magda Zubatsky. like that's quite yeah the real but then you kind of normally the adrenaline and the stress of trying to get the day shot you kind of <laughs> you don't have much room for those feelings uh ellie the magda is one of the main characters but obviously michelle in davison is the the main driver of this and i i've got to say i really wasn't aware of her before the newsreader which is another show i love i'm saying i'm not into australian drama and then i think actually i watched this it's i watched that show. yes the newsreader um, Terrific, isn't it? We love it too. Oh, terrific, terrific show. Um, is that where you saw her or were you aware of her before that? Um, I think we were vaguely aware of her, we but we, we saw her specifically in an episode, actually, in a scene. Um, and I won't say exactly what the scene was, except it was <laughs> she's a completely different character in that show, but it, it, she was doing something a bit Clara-esque. Um and she was pointing out to another character, I think the character played Stephen by Peacock's Stephen Peacock, um, about how he might go about doing something. And she was kind of both getting him excited but also explaining something to him in a really non-patronising way, even though he was quite slow on the uptake. <laughs> um, and she was, I don't know, she had that Clara kind of obsessiveness and enthusiasm and yet a real warmth and empathy about her mm -hmm. and I just rang through and said, watch this scene, remember? And we just yes. went, oh, my God, that's Clara. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, she went through the whole audition process because it is, it's a completely different character um, and nailed those auditions. Um, she has incredible comic timing. Yes, um, which is where we'd seen it before. Like, yes. a, obviously, in Utopia and Get Kraken, so I was a, a big fan. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and also, and also I think the fact she's in play school, I think of most of the presenters, like, this is really true, most of the presenters on play school yes. are brilliant actors and are really lovely to work with like some of the like justine clark yeah is just a dream and like i think it's often a, if you're if you're a host on play school it means you're going to be a really nice person to work with and you're a good actor a really good actor and you're a professional and you can you have you'll you can engage because you have to because it's just you on the screen and you're engaging with that audience one mm. so i think it takes a particular amount of charm to mm. be able to do that gig and she's been doing it for ages so yeah but, and all a theater so much theater work as well like she's got all the all the foundations to be yes a brilliant performer she is we'd love her obviously um how long do you guys live with this before it goes to air goes to air yeah so it goes to air in in august Yes. How long in in the from the initial idea? When does that spring? How long are you have you been living with this concept? Sure, you're better with numbers. It's got you know any question about time over these last few years is so confusing because I could say it's been since. But the, is, it, is it years? Is it like uh, it was, years, we, years? You know, we wrote up the very first, I guess, pitch document for the idea. Um, that would have been early twenty twenty. Um, 
So that's yeah. when we kind of started thinking about it. And then you COVID. Um, so just before, yeah, it was literally, it was January. So then I think it was just before COVID, the first one. Um, then we pitched it to nine. So we're working on it and figuring out exactly what it was. We pitched to nine about mid-2020. And then, hmm. so we're in active development since probably September 2020. So I guess that's two years of, pro- of like devoting yeah, a probably. serious amount of time. But it's been percolating for about two and a half years. But the actual like like more hands-on work's been about two years. Yeah. Between, yeah. So for two years later, Ellie, you're very close to the on-air date where everyone gets to judge it and react to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel as you get closer to that, that TX date? Terrified. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just want to hide in a hole under my doona. Um, no, look, of course, I mean, excited, obviously, um, you know, the cast is so good. The directors came and did an amazing job. Um, Peter, Ben and Fadia did a fantastic job. So excited for them, for their work to be out there. Um, you know, it, it's always tough to put something out there. You know that <laughs> yourself. Um, but really hoping that people respond, I guess, um, I hope this doesn't sound wet, but there's a lot about the show that's about friendship and connectivity um, uh, between people and that's really important to us. And I think as COVID happened and we had this show, a lot of, I hope people will respond to it because there was a lot of genuine heart that went into saying to people, yes, you know, we are people that want to connect and have purpose and when those two things combine, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, So, yeah, hoping that Australian audiences really enjoy it. It means a lot to us to make original drama in Australia. It doesn't Mm. happen that often. Um, So, you know, we really really hope people like it and and, um, that's all you can hope for. Well, it's interesting. Um, The first promo I saw for this show was at Channel 9's uh, after the day after Logies, the Logies recovery lunch that they do. And we sort of knew this thing was coming, but we hadn't seen anything about it. And the promo dropped in their reels and everyone in the room was very intrigued. It got laughs in the right places. Um, there was intrigue. And and, and I remember um, texting the team at TV Blackbox and saying, I've just seen the first promo for After the Verdict. This looks great. And yeah. And then uh, after watching the episode, it was nice to see that it wasn't just the promo guys, the promo producer doing a great job. They had the content to work with. This is a genuinely great show and it feels different. And sometimes Australian dramas can get a little bit up themselves and being too, trying to be too Australian drama. But Drew, you've, you've avoided that. You've got the quirkiness, but it certainly takes you on that ride. Yeah, well, I say being up myself for my personal life. Um, <laughs> I just live being up myself, so, you know, that's why I accuse others. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think because that's kind of just the kind of people we are. Like, we like, we enjoy making each other laugh. Um, often, you know, that's kind of what the focus of our plotting sessions can be is... <laughs> who's going to make each other laugh. So I guess that's just kind of who we are. And I actually think that's who Australians are in a way mm. without getting too kind of, you know, veggie mind and cheesy. But um, but I, I do think that um, 
that's kind of the Australian sensibility. And it's, and it's also because it's real life. Like in real life, you, you do find yourself laughing in unexpected places. And I don't think people take themselves as seriously as some TV shows portray people as taking themselves. Correct. Yes. And I think particularly now, like just to go on what Ellie was talking about, about how, you know, it's this show is about friendship and connectivity. And I think people at the moment after, you know, things that have been happening in the world, I think that you want to watch something that is going to be ultimately hopeful, even though this show does have legitimately, you know, dark and some scarier moments. Overall, the hopefully the feeling that people walk away with is, oh, those the hero. I just watched this story about four people that otherwise would, if it weren't for this jury duty, never would have met. But it turns out that in a way they become each other's surrogate families in a way. So, yeah. but yeah, I think yeah, we try not to be up ourselves because we're not very good at it. <laughs> I'll give you some lessons. Um, <laughs> guys, I, I love the show. I'm, I'm really, really a fan and uh, um, devouring the episodes. I think it's great television and I really love seeing it. And as I say, um, it, it doesn't fall into easy plot lines, if I can put it that way. It, it would be very easy for everyone to keep a secret, but then pe- characters come clean and that leads to more interactions happening. It's really, really clever. I really, really love it. After the Verdict starts August 10 at 8.45 on Channel 9. Drew and Ellie, you must be very excited. It's going to be a cracker. Thank you. We are. <laughs> Thank you for being on TV Black Box. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us, Rob. See ya. 